What it do? What it do? It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy, Jamon Morgan, a.k.a. Jamon the Writer. Check me out, JamonTheWriter.com. Um, this is me live, y'all. And uh, pretty much, man, first off, man, I want to just give thanks to the Most High. Uh, to the creator of all things in the mighty name of Jesus for just allowing me to do this, uh, for allowing me to reach out and uh, to touch people. Um, hopefully it's, I'm touching touching everybody in a positive way. Um, if I'm ruffling your feathers or whatever about the things that I'm saying, you know, so be it. But um, the whole purpose of this, man, is to, to just to really use what God has given me to glorify him and to, uh, to advance the kingdom of heaven. Because I'm an ambassador of heaven. I am an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. And um, I am here in this realm to influence, to bring heavenly influence, to allow heavenly influence to flow through me. I am just a vessel, nothing else. Uh, I'm broken. My, my, I'm a broken um, spirit, contrite heart, but I am as long as I am, um, as long as I seek refuge and I am under the covering, um, I'm held together and he is the glue, you know? So when I step out of that, it's not, I, I, I'm really worthless. So uh, I just want to just give thanks and give honor and glory. I hope and I pray that, uh, you know, um, I don't know, people maybe get, get something out of this. It's the booger that won't go away. So I just pray that people um, find it humorous and at the same time, you know, makes them look at themselves. I want people to see the greatness inside themselves. That's the end result of this is to put a smile on somebody's face or to get people thinking in a different way and uh, allow people to look at themselves and see the greatness that has been implanted inside of them and allow that to come out, basically letting that light shine. So hopefully this might spark something because, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm just thankful. And, you know, we've uh, definitely, man, we've uh, we've been taught a lot of things. And um, I'm learning. I'm learning so much, man, on this renewal, this daily renewal process. And um, so that's why I can only be thankful, because technically I'm not supposed to be here. Um, it could, it could I, 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 I definitely I do not. Technically, I do. I, I don't have to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. Technically, um, I, God has brought me out of a lot of situations, um, protected me in a lot of situations, and brought me out of darkness. And my eyes are open now. I'm awoke. You know, I'm awoke, and um, I understand that uh, you know things ain't always what they seem out here. To be honest with you, nothing is what it seems in this realm. Nothing. It's a para We live in a world that is a paradox for real. So, uh, you know, but uh, no need to get sad about that. Be happy. Be of good cheer, because if you're on the right side, you know, what I'm saying that means nothing but good for you. So uh, we are episode number 11. You know, I want to make this a power lesson. I mean, a power uh, episode. And uh, we are episode number 11 is getting better. We had 100 views. I mean, 100 uh, downloads. So it's growing. Very slow, though. 
<laughs> very slow, but I'm gonna dedicate, I'm gonna dedicate and stay consistent with this. And um, you know, and just hopefully, um, ain't no hopefully to it. We marching on and uh we're gonna do great things, you know. So uh just wanna stay right and I wanna get into a position. I was listening to um, an interview that Curry and Nipsey Hustle, they were riding together, and I was watching it on YouTube, and um basically, man, you know. Uh, they said something that really stuck out to me that I had been kind of meditating on. And it's like, you got to get yourself in position and you got to get yourself in position to really bring your dreams to fruition. Ooh, that rhymes. I'm a poet and you didn't know it. <laughs> I knew it. But uh, you got to get yourself in position to bring things to fruition. Basically saying you got to, you got to, you got to, it's, it's, it's steps. You know what I mean? It's steps. And once you get in a position to do, to bring your dreams to life, you know, you got to, you got to you got to mash hard, you know, and um, and when I mean when I say mash hard, that means you got to press in to what it is that you were called to do. You got to press into what that dream is and you just got to you got to take step. And so for me, I'm just speaking for myself. You know, uh, I spent a long time just, man, being anxious. I spent a long time just wondering why it ain't happened. Uh, I spent the, I spent the, I just spent a lot of time just worrying about the wrong things and focusing on the wrong things. And uh, right now, um, I feel so relieved and so uh, burden free to to focus in on just trying to help people, focus in on just trying to uh, bring solutions to the table, just focused in on trying uh, just basically putting a smile on people's faces. You know, that's my focus. My focus is, to, is just to spread the love that he's given me because that is a gift to be able to be peaceful, to be able to be still in love and still still spread love. In uh, the midst of chaos, in the midst of all this stuff that's going on around us, that's a gift. That is a blessing, you know. And um, I mean, I got my struggles, and you got, and 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 that's what I'm understanding now. That you know, a lot of times we try to mask our struggles. We try to, especially in the body of Christ, you know, uh, we want to act like that. Uh, you know, you got to think about it when people are talking to you. In the body, it's like a lot of times when people are putting on a coat before they say something. Because, and what I mean when I say putting on a coat, they're thinking that okay, I have to respond in this way in order to, you know, seem like everything is all right, and um, not admit my struggles, my current struggles. You know, I've asked a couple of brothers, like, you know, what is it that you struggle with? You know, because me, like, I'm talking currently, me, I struggle with finances, pornography, marijuana, um, you know. I'm starting now, 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 now some of the things that are hitting me is um, since I'm, a, I'm awake to racism and things. So now I'm struggling to, to just be peaceful and, and still smile, you know, um, in the midst of when you're seeing people being racist, you know. Uh, but here's what I've learned, though. Just because you're struggling with something, that doesn't mean that all is bad. All is, you know, all is lost. You know, and I think a lot of times in the body, man, we think that if we admit that we're struggling with something, people are going to look at us crazy. And they are. People are going to look at you crazy. They're going to look down on you. They're going to talk about you behind their back while they're struggling with stuff. And they just done tucked it away so tight in their compartment that uh, they think don't nobody know or don't care to let nobody know. And so um, they just kind of put on. It's like a front, you know. And um, so I, I, I am thankful for this for this ability to be able to reach out to people because now I'm getting the ability to, to confess, you know, and let people know what I'm saying. But let me tell you something, those struggles do not define me. 
Just because I struggle with marijuana, just because that doesn't mean that I'm doing this every day. That doesn't mean that I'm falling into the trap every day. It's a daily battle that I have to manage. It's a daily struggle that I have to manage. You know, and right now, you know, it's been hey, it's been a second. And, uh, but that, that that doesn't mean that I don't get tempted every single day to go watch some pornography. It doesn't mean that I'm to go try to go go find me a female to go fornicate with. I'm just being straight, clear and transparent with you. I got so many flaws and so many struggles that I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? But that's what makes life so beautiful. That's what makes God so beautiful, because he's the one that's giving me the strength. To deal with these struggles, you know, and so I'm thankful for all that. I'm very thankful for all that. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to the screen cast the five thing out, and I see that uh, you only get a certain time limit on it. But um, it's all good. I figure something out when I when I get ready. When YouTube allows me to go live, that, that might help out a little better. So uh, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share that. But uh, anyway, you know, and that's the that's what this is all about, man. Is just you know, I'm being transparent so that I can. You never know. Somebody might get something out of that and, and may be able to deal with their struggles just a little bit better to know that everybody's got struggles. Everybody's got struggles, but don't everybody want to admit that, you know? So, uh, uh, like I said, this is episode number 11 of That Booger That Won't Go Away. I changed the name. It was The Booger That Won't Go Away, but now it's That Booger That Won't Go Away. Hit me at, at That Booger on Twitter and, uh, you know, leave me a message, drop me a message, share, share the Twitter link. Um, and, uh, we're episode number 11 of these mini boogie series, man. And, uh, mini booger, <laughs> mini booger series, you know? And, uh, so I'm gonna jam, I'm gonna turn the music back up and, and keep jamming. I'm listening to my, to one of my favorite groups is the social club misfits. Them boys is cold. <laughs> they, uh, um, uh, some more millennial truth artists. I don't call them CHH Christian hip hop artists. That just, you know what, man, when I listen to that, that, that title, it sounds stupid. I'm sorry, y'all, but it sounds dumb. Christian hip hop artists, like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, it's bigger than that. This is truth music. It's millennial truth music at that. Because, you know, uh, we're starting to understand that, uh, I, I'm starting to think that millennial don't just have nothing to do with just age. Millennial got uh, got to do with how you think it. To be honest with you, I know that the, the, the world has put that title on an age group, but man, I, I believe that it's got it goes way deeper than an age. But anyway, Social Club Misfits, check them out, man. Uh, their Twitter tag will be in the link, you know, uh, be on the page and check them out. Uh, I think they signed an Epic Records. Uh, they dope. They dope, man. Fernie and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, man, but the boys, they got they got they got some real nice music. This is one of my uh, one of my favorite songs, and uh, I, I guess I just like the flow. It's called Maybe, and uh, it's off the Misadventures of uh, Fernie. That's his name. The Misadventures of Fern and Marty. That's their name. The Misadventures of Fern and Marty. Uh, the Sold by so Social Club Misfits. Hey man, they got some nice stuff. Nice stuff. Okay, so but um, we in episode number eleven, and um, you know, man, often misconstrued. Often misconstrued. I tell you, boy, um, this is um, this is something that's, that's really next close to my heart because I'm often misconstrued, and I'm just going to speak about what I'm learning with these podcasts, and, and I, I, um, I'm learning where to keep the focus at. 
And uh, the focus is, you know, my uh, transparency of my life. And uh, just to kind of get people to see that, you know, we all go through struggles and we all go through trials and tribulations. It's just a matter of how you react to them, how you receive them, you know, and because uh, they're not trials and tribulations. It's, it's not all bad. You know, honestly, we, we welcome trials and tribulations because that's where the character is built. That's where the strength is built. That's where the momentum builds up at in the trial, in the setting of that trial and that tribulation. And, you know, a lot of times I'm often misconstrued because I tell you, you know, I'm quiet. I could be I could be a very quiet person. And a lot of times man, I drop off the radar and I won't call nobody. I won't respond to Texas. I won't do I won't do any of that, you know, and um, that's just because, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I'm the type of individual. I'm not I'm not like y'all. <laughs> you know, y'all better than me. You know, I'm the type of individual that I got to have extreme focus on on what I'm doing on a daily basis or else I'll fall off. If I let too many people in my ear, you know, and if I, or if I let too many people in my personal spaces, you know, because a lot of times, man, I'll pick up that phone when somebody's calling. And here we go with an hour conversation. That's an hour out of my time. You know, so if I'm picking up the phone and I'm talking to you, I love you. I, I, I really I really love you, you know, and uh, uh, because I, I just really feel like time is very, very, very precious. But uh, I'm just trying to better myself. You know, I was telling my partner yesterday, man, uh, y'all go check Dante DeVoe out. You know, man, he's a very powerful, motivational speaker. I got my thing on motivation, motivational speaking, you know, but it don't, it don't mean that I, I disagree with it. You know, I, I love it, you know, but um, I got my thing. And that's going to be another episode. Go to the planes, y'all. That's going to be another episode. But uh, go check my dude, Dante DeVoe out. I was talking to my, my partner, man, and I was like, you know, um, um, you know, a lot of times, man, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> what did we talk about? We talked about um, so often misconstrued and, uh, you know, and sometimes we, we pull away, you know, to get our minds right. And um, and sometimes people think that there's a problem going on. Sometimes people think that there's a problem with you when they haven't heard from you. But I was telling him yesterday, I was like, you know, man, I'm from an era, man, where we, you know, cell phones and, and uh, cell phones and text messaging and stuff like that. We didn't have that. You know, I'm from a neighborhood, man, where, you know, we just pull up. You just pull up, knock on the door, man. You there, you there. You're not, you're not. But it ain't no, I got to call first to come over to your house, man. You know, it's like if I give you my address, that means you family. You know, I ain't just going to give anybody my address, which means it's an open invitation, you know. And, you know, I got to thinking a little bit further when I got off the phone with him. That also promotes a little sense of accountability because you ain't going to be doing all kind of crazy stuff. You know, at any time somebody can pop at your door and knock and be like, hey, what's up with it? You know, so you almost kind of expect people to come through where I'm from. We didn't I, I, we didn't have a luxury of text messages and and phone calls and everything like that. Big ups to Kansas City, man, 816-64130. You know what I mean? Um, from the north side to the south side, man, you know, I'm just giving love, man. Rich the Factor and, uh, and Walt, man, they doing some, they got this song called Prospect. I'm really digging it, man. They got that easy E, that uh, old uh, A-ball dope man flow, you know? <laughs> ah, that, that, the beats are hard. Uh, Posse's on Broadway beat, you know? But anyway, so well, I was just talking about that. But see, 
the reason why I'm talking about Optimus Construed is because I do that a lot. You know, um, I'm, I move solo a lot. And here I am. I'm in Anchorage, Alaska by myself. I don't have any family up here. But, I, you know, I, I, I'll drop off the radar. But when I drop off the radar, I'm in deep, deep, uh, you know, renewal, deep, deep meditation. I'm doing things that is going to further my family, you know. And uh, that's often misconstrued because people look at that as if that's a bad thing, you know. Uh, and I, so I get a lot of calls and, and, and people are like, you know, hey, um, people are like, you know, where you been? Or, you know, I haven't seen you. And uh, is everything OK? And ooh, I don't like it. When you pick up the phone, you talk to me. Hey, how you doing? Good to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? I missed you. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, man. How's everything going? You know what I'm saying? Don't be trying to quiz me and interrogate me to see what I've been doing or what. You know what I'm saying? Or don't be trying to insinuate that something is wrong just because you haven't heard from me. You know, uh, if you, we ain't supposed to be worrying like that, you know, and I'm just talking about believers. If you're a believer, you ain't got no reason to worry. If you got that much worry on your mind, pray for me. Just pray for me. And when the next time you talk to me, just love on me. Cause that's all I'm gonna do, you know. When I see people I ain't seen in a year, I man, we pick, I pick up just like we just got through talking yesterday. Man, what's up with you, bro? You know what I'm saying? How you doing, man? You good? You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. Hey, man, what, you know, what you, you know, you know, it's just it's like you know, shoot, what you, you know, what you up to? You know, man, how you doing, man? How your, how your moms and them doing? How your family doing? It's like it's all about a a a, a, a check and just a, just an expression of love. You know, so let me let me let me get into something real quick. You see, I, my actions are often misconstrued. The perception. Why is it so important that you care how people perceive you? Why is perception important? Now, I know people say, hey, it's very important. You know, what I'm saying that people perceive you in a certain light. But, I, you know, I get to thinking about that a person's perception you know what I'm saying? A lot of times it's based on what's going on inside of them or how they perceive you or how they look or it's going on on an external thing that you're dealing with. Maybe how you know how you dress or whatever. When people might, you know, I know a lot of people, man, they fake it till they make it, man. They dress nice. They got nice this, nice that. And broke is a joke. <laughs> and broke is a joke. But people perceive them as if they just got a lot of money. And to me, that can be very dangerous. Just in my opinion, that could be very dangerous because you got to uphold that. You know, when you get into a crunch, remember when I was coming up, man, we used to sell. We, we, I'll tell you like this. Um, I think I was about like, uh, maybe like 25. Yeah, 25, man. And um, I just got into a, a bad period in my life, man. I was just selling dope. Again, I went back to selling dope. I had already quit before and uh, went back to selling dope. And um, I had a partner that I was selling dope with. And uh, we had a spot, and uh, it was rolling too. You know, not saying we was making a, a gang of money, but we were selling a lot of dope. Money just, you know, when you're in that life, man, <laughs> money just was going just fast. But anyway, um, he used to be clean all the time. The, the latest this, the latest that, you know, everything. And people thought that he really had a lot of freaking money. But when it came time, to for that rubber to hit the road to where it was like, okay, I know we know you got money. What's up? What you gonna do here? He ain't have it like that. People be like, man, how you gonna be, you know, woo woo, woo and you ain't got no money. You know, that's a fuck. Yeah. So when it 
when the test come, people test when it, when it, when that test come and God is like, oh, now you a liar. You know what I'm saying? But really, you know, you just, you know, he was really just kind of faking it to make it or whatever. I don't know. But perception to me, I really feel like, like, who cares what a person's perception is of you? I'm not going to try to get you because then that'll put you, that, it seems like to me that puts you in the mode of trying to people please. You know, um, I had a, I got a real strong issue about dating ugly women. <laughs> and see, this is a booger of mine, man, because I've grown up caring about what people's perception of me is, or how people think about me, or what people look and what they see. I've always grown up thinking and feeling like that. I don't know where that came from. You know what I'm saying? It's still something that I struggle with on a daily basis, you know, that I got to manage every day. I got to manage that struggle. So one of the things is dating ugly women. You know, uh, this man, this woman could be just as nice and just as, oh, man, you know, I probably done passed up on some good women just because of what I thought people was going to think when they seen me with her, you know, and uh, I ain't going to say ugly women, but just maybe not uh, fond of fair upon the eyes, you know, maybe not what I thought was pretty. Somebody else might thought she was a beauty queen. But for me, it was like, okay, what are people going to think if they see me out? Now, that's something that's to me, in my opinion, that's dead wrong. I shouldn't even be. How can I do a woman? like that, a human being like that. I'm not going to date you because I'm scared of how other people are going to think. That's cool. That's ludicrous. It's freaking crazy. And I know we, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know there's some people out there that got standards. Hey, I'm just not about to date nobody that's ugly. You know what I mean? And so we go after the shiny things and then live a miserable ass, miserable life because we got this pretty female that you know, got all kind of baggage and all kind of stuff, man. But we just, we we willing to put up with whatever because of how she looked and what she looked like on her arm. You know, that's just one of my things that I be dealing with that uh, is kind of hard for me to shape. And it's like, um, in, in actuality, man, the truth of the matter, the, the tissue in this situation to wipe that booger off is that um, I have to be confident within myself. I have to be confident within myself and uh, not care what people think because I'm solid in who I am, you know, and, uh, and you know, that's the thing. But here's here's one thing that I want to say. It was like, uh, you know, um, appearance, clothes, cars, money, job, you know, I mean, I've been in, ingrained to think like that. Like, it really matters about those things. And, uh, you know, you it's, it's, it's it, and it goes back to what are people going to think? You know what I'm saying? So especially when um, you get into the system, especially when you get into, uh, let's say, uh, the body, when you get into um, um, when you get involved in the church. Now, remember what I said. We're the church. When you get involved into, into living in, in that culture. You have to be very careful. You know, so I was a new Christian and uh, I was a new believer, man, and new, new to the faith. I've only been in the faith for 10 years. And uh, everything that was around me said that the way that you show that uh, you're walking with God is by externally your fruit. You know, and uh, hey, man, you know, I, I realized that that was just that's that's not the truth. You know, uh, cars and things are not the fruit that we're supposed to be 
running so hard to get and so hard to produce. You know, uh, it's really about love. It's really about patience and peace and, you know, and uh, showing gratitude and uh, thankfulness and, you know, uh, like dealing with white people. I'm, not, I'm just going to be straight up with it. Just dealing with white people, to me, sometimes it's hard because we come from two different backgrounds. And sometimes, you know, I just, I, you know, I don't want to deal, you know, but that's where God steps in and it gives me the strength to push past, you know, the, uh, the shortcomings that are inside of me. And that's why I'm so thankful. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm a believer, because of who God is, not what he does, but who he is, because he there's they're his children, too. You know, and uh, it's easy sometimes to be at odds with people because you come from different backgrounds. And, um, you know, so when I'm out and about, I have, I'm in constant prayer because I know that I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. I'm surrounded by other other the other the Caucasians. I'm surrounded by them. I got to deal with, deal with we, 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 I have to interact with them at the stores. I have to interact with them in, in traffic. I have to interact with them in line. I got to interact with them everywhere I go at work and everything. And um, what I've learned is how to love despite of how I may want to react. And um, I think the reaction is the flesh. And uh, how we love is really coming from the, the spirit that dwells inside of us. So when I go back and I analyze my day and I see that I treated everybody with love, I know that's not me. <laughs> Lord, I know that that's not me. I know that that's something greater in me that's, that's, that has given me the, the power, because that's power, to be able to push past what it is that your flesh is trying to tell you to do them that, that what you really want to do and push past to do the right thing. You know, and um, that's power. See, that's that's another thing that we have access to that if, if we just choose to, to receive it and apply it in our life, you know, then we get the W's. Then we're glorifying God, you know. And so uh, those are the, some of the things that I deal with. And I know that I'm not the only one that feels like that, especially when we're dealing at this age of time where racism is so big and black people, my, my brothers and sisters are getting done bad all across it. The internet is blasting, media is blasting. Everywhere you look, we, you know what I'm saying, we taking, we may, we may be taking L's in certain places, you know, but um, but there's a lot of us take, we're taking W's too now. We're getting, we winning, you know, uh, but there's a lot of L's being took because of being misconstrued. You know, a lot of times when people, different cultures see us walking down the street, you know, they just feel a certain way because when you look at the media, all you all they portray is hostile individuals. So that's why it's so it's so it's so big for us to get in the media and to and to show that we we are intelligent and that we are not hostile individuals. We're actually very uh, diplomatic and very uh, uh, and, and we're cut from a royal cloth, you know. And um, if you just get to know us, you know, and uh, not try to be us. But just get to know us so that we can interact wherever environment you're in. Things will be a whole lot better. You know, um, I think we should be um, every day, you know, um, we should be churching every day. And the reason why I say this is because, see, service attendance, the perception it puts off to other members. Why does a person's absence equal them backsliding to other members? And I deal with this. This is what I'm this is what I'm dealing with, you know, currently right now as I as, as I speak. And I'm not even saying that uh, other members feel this way. 
But in my mind, why is it programmed in my mind to think that, you know, members in the congregation feel like, oh, if you if I don't see you every Sunday or every Wednesday or if I ain't seen you in a while, you're backsliding or something's wrong or you got problems, you got issues or you ain't next to God because you ain't coming to church. You ain't coming to service. And um, that's another thing. I, I think that's perception because I this, this is this is how I truly feel. You know, God said, don't forsake fellowship. He said, don't 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 forsake the brethren. We're supposed to go and fellowship with, with, with other with other believers. And we're supposed to. So my question is in that in that in that area right there, I, I just believe that church is an activity. I believe that church is an action church. And I believe that we are the church and everywhere we go, the church should be going. We are the church and church should be happening. And so I feel like, um, you know, every day we should be having conversation and fellowship with believers, and not just on Sundays, you know. So just because I don't see a person for a month or two or three months, that don't mean that they backslide. They might be on missions. You know, they might be on missions. That don't mean that they done departed from God's presence or, or God's presence done departed from them just because they're not in those pews. Shoot, they could be out on missions. They could be out every day, you know, fellowshipping with people, fellowshipping with believers, over the phone, in person. Who are they come in contact with? They could be ministering to people. They could really be about their business. They don't, you know, just because they ain't showed up in the service. Because a lot of times, and I go back to that Lecrae cover. Where he said, let the trap say amen. And the cover of the photo, the cover of the uh, the cover of the album is half church and half bando. Is he saying both of them are a trap? And I'm starting to believe the church that that those buildings are traps. Those four walls are traps. And because it gets people thinking, that, OK, I'm OK with God. I ain't got to go do nothing else when I get out these doors. And I just think that's that's crazy. I think it's crazy, but so many of us practice that way. We practice that religion. You know, we make sure that we there every Wednesday. We make sure that we there every Sunday. But in between, we ain't even talking about God in our job. We ain't even talking about God when we when we just in the stores. We ain't even talking about God on our social media or anything like that. And, um, you know, I think it's a trap. I think it's a trap. You know, we got to break free of that trap. I'm not saying don't go to service. But what I am saying is that it should not depend on whether you're sitting in the pews or not that you start talking about God or God is on your mind. You know, so um, that's just what I, I feel. You know, um, I think the gospel is delivered through action. You know, I think that the gospel is delivered through action. And my my silence sometimes, it, it, it often makes people guess and uh, form a false perception of me. But like I said, I got to get to a position to where it's like, because for me, silence and being being quiet for me is, is, is it's a time of meditation for me when I'm being quiet and I'm being silent. Um, I'm not allowing noise to 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 affect me. You know uh, what's going on in my mind is, you know, uh the vision that God's given me. I'm, I'm replaying that over and over and over again. Sometimes, man, you know, I, I do let things creep in. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not no, I'm not no, uh, no, uh, unflawed, flawless individual. You know, um, I got my struggles. Like I said, I got my struggles, man. I like, 
I like I like crazy vulgar music sometimes. I like to hear hear some real dope 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 boy music. That's a struggle <laughs> because even right now, <laughs> if I go listen to Rich, if I go listen to to uh, to some of these dope boys, man, I I might even I'll consider pushing moving some dope. It's like that, and that that's so stupid because I'm so far removed from that. But why does it? You know, come up because that's a struggle. That's a struggle, and I gotta manage that struggle. You know, so. Uh, but those are just that's just me. You guys out there might be perfect, and I love everybody who who maybe even tuned in and, and checking me out and supporting me. You know, right now, man, the party's empty. <laughs> maybe there's a couple of a couple in there. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. The party started with just me. There was nobody in the building. I was the only one, only one uh, on the dance floor for real. I don't even think the DJ was there. <laughs> it was, I had my iPod playing, you know what I'm saying? But now we got a couple of people in, on, the, on the floor. So we got about five people dancing on the floor with me, you know. Uh, so in a year, man, we you know we want to have a packed house. But anyway, you know, um, I mean, I you know, I got to constantly ask myself, how do I get past that? How do I get past that? This is just for me, though. You know, my, my methods is... Um, when I like I said before, when I break those struggles off of me, my method is to replace it with something, man. And um, I did a I'm not going to say I did a, a, an experiment because I knew the truth, but um, I just watched myself. I was slipping, you know, but I wasn't reading. I wasn't I wasn't pouring in his word. And um, it was it was hard for me to fight those struggles. It was it was hard. I couldn't I couldn't get but I knew what to do. I knew I said, OK, if I want to stop doing these things, I got to replace these things with something. So it got to a point where I started back in my scriptures, you know, one a day. The next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm pouring scripture in all day. And guess what? It became easier for me to not be involved in those struggles. This is all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to convert you or anything like that. But boy, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. Boy, hey, listen. Jesus is all you need. I promise you. All you need is that word. You get that word in you, that power that you have to stop doing the things that you do not want to do will come. I promise you. And if you think, if, if, listen, I'll put my last dollar on that one. I'll put my last dollar on that. All you got to do is just believe that this is the truth. You know, and, it, and, and that's what this whole life is about. It's about what, what do you believe? What do you believe in? Whatever it is that you believe, you better stay true to that because the thing that you you better be you better be true to it, you know. So you say, okay, well then I can believe in anything and, and have success. You can believe in anything and have a certain amount of success, but you're not gonna have the peace and the happiness that you're gonna get from this word. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> and I'm talking about I'm living proof, man. Real talk. So. Here's one thing that, that kind of popped up in my head, man, and or I say got dropped in my spirit. You know, people perceive Jesus to be powerless. Why? Because of how he looked, because of the, 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 the familiarity that they had with him, because of the relationships that they had with him. And I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. They looked at him as the carpenter. You see it in the word. They said, that's just the carpenter's son. The people in his own country, the people in his own land, they, they couldn't receive him. So he couldn't even do anything. Now. And this is the son of God. 
but because of how he looked, because of where he came from, because of what people seen with their physical eyes, they deemed him to be powerless. Like, no way. You know, how could he be? You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> it's crazy because that's what people do today. They get their perception off of what you look like, where you're from, who you hang around with, and all that. And uh, that's an external, those are external sources that's giving them false perception. Because really, it's a false perception. How could you look at Jesus and say, man, he's powerless? When he had all the power in the world, that was God in the flesh. So that's all I'm saying. It's like, you know, and like they always say, you know, man, people... Hey, people, uh, people accuse Jesus are, you know, people love to do this, man. People love to use that cliche. People accuse you. Hey, they talked about Jesus. So, you know, they're going to talk about you. What's the same way with perception? They looked at him in a certain way and, and, and deemed him to be nothing just because of his outside appearance. They're going to do you the same way. You know, they're going to do they're going to they're going to do us the same way. You know, and I, that, like I said, I deal with it on a daily basis. man. I'm in a place where it's it's small. You know, everybody knows everybody, you know. And um, uh, we got some traditional things that's going on. This is in about, I think, across the globe, around the globe, the tradition. You know, Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law, I came to fulfill it. And now that tradition, get, get, get rid of it. Basically, get rid of that tradition. That tradition is what trapped people, I believe. You know, this that's my opinion. This is how... Just from my experience and what I've seen, it's like people are locked into tradition. So in other words, people are trapped into tradition and they're scared to step outside of it in fear of other people's perception. Hey, often misconstrued because I chose to step away from that tradition. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, they got everything. And when you, cho when you choose to step away, that's what happens, you know. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't believe in going to serve. I ain't saying that. I love it. I love to do praise and worship. I love to get in there and I love to sing. I love to I love to give give it up to God, you know, because that's where warfare is happening there too. You know, uh, but at the same time, I'm not trapped in those four walls because I know that life outside the four walls is real and it's it's very different, you know. Um there are, you know, believers that don't go to service, but boy, they they love God to the fullest. And they're out here doing this work. They fellowship with each other. Man, those are some different people. Those believers are different. It's like they free. It's like they free from man-made tradition and free from the chains. No chains on me. Like KB say, no chains on me. I'm so free. I got no chains on me. You know, uh, it's like they free. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing that. It's like, man, I don't have the burdens on my chest to try to look a certain way when I step in there. Because I know that, you know, because uh, I've, I've done it and uh, you, you're not perceived the same way. Like I've gone to servicemen in khakis and a, and, a, and, a, uh, and a flannel shirt and people was like, oh, man, what's wrong? What doesn't happen? <laughs> because I'm used to going and, you know, they used to seeing me in the suit and everything. But then I come the next Sunday, I'm suited, suited and booted. Hey, brother Jemine, you look good. Woo, 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 woo. And it's like, come on. You weren't doing that. You didn't do that last week when you saw me. You actually tried to stay away from me. And that's, you know, those are the things. That's the reason why people don't go to service. When it could probably be beneficial to the community, you know, but people don't want to be judged. 
you know, and people say, well, you should you should just be going to going to service to get the word. But for a new person that's in the faith, man, they ain't going to see it like that. They trying to be received because they've been rejected by probably they're, they're the closest people to them have rejected them. So when they come there, they want to be received. They're hurting. They want to be they want to they want to feel consoled and they want to they want to sense compassion and love, not about what they got on. Man, I know a guy, man, that every time I see him, he's looking you up from head to toe to see what you got on. Every single time I see him, every time I come and I'm and I'm just trying to shake, shake his hand and give him a hug. Man, he got to step away and look me up and down, look at my shoes, look at my look at my look at look at everything. I hate it. I hate that. Because that's not what makes me the man that I am. That's not what defines me. But obviously, you know, that's what defines him. Because you can always tell what defines a person by, by, by what they say to you. You know, if a person is always talking about what you got on, that's what defines them. If a person is talking, always talking about, uh, you know what I'm saying, money, that's what defines them. If a person is always talking about just things of this world, that's what defines them. And you find that a lot inside those four walls. It's crazy, though, because when you get out here on these streets, the homeless people, man, all you see is love in their eyes. It's crazy. I know it sounds, you know, they homeless. How they going to have love in their eyes? I promise you. I promise you. When you see like the native Alaskans, man, they are so rejected by everybody in this in this whole city. They rejected, you know, by a lot of people. I ain't gonna say everybody, but the, but it's crazy though, because when you they always are looking at you, they always are speaking. Like when you when you pass them in the stores or whatever, you know, on the streets or whatever, they always got a smile on their face and they're saying hello. Hey, how you doing? It's like it's not a problem for me to, to make eye contact with somebody who lives on the streets now. Who lives on the streets holds a holds a sign up asking for money. It's not a problem for me to look them in their eyes, and they give me to return back and say, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing?" You know, it's the, it's like it's it's automatic. But you can walk past some people in the stores, and and uh, even people who look just like you. I mean, I, I pass by a lot of black people up here, and they won't, especially women. They won't even look at you. They look, they look, they walking past you. And they look. I'm not saying that they, you know, that they ain't got nothing going on. Of course, we all got something going on, but you never know. A smile from somebody else might make you feel a little bit better. But people don't look at it like that. You know, people don't look at being courteous anymore, you know, because they got it all together. Or they got this job, they got that. So they got, they don't even have the time just to say hello, you know. And that's to me, you know, uh, sometimes I feel misconstrued in that area too. Because sometimes I think that like women don't speak because they think that you're going to try to holler. And I just come from a crazy background, you know, and I know I got issues. I got issues. I really do, you know, but I love God. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus is my Lord and Savior, man. So I'm going to make it through, you know, not to say that I'm not going, I'm not dealing with struggles on a daily basis, but I got to manage those struggles and give and put them in the right place, which means I got to cast them up off me and give them to the one who got the power to handle them, you know? So, um, you know, and he's given me the power to do that. So, you know, he's given us dominion over all things above and underneath the earth. So why should I let what another person think affect me and move me in a certain way? I'm often misconstrued, man. I'm often misconstrued. I come from a family of Celestines, man. That's all. That's the that's the bloodline in 
you know, everybody's got this stern look on their face. When you meet them, oh, man, they're just the coolest individuals that you could ever know. But often misconstrued just because of when people first look at them, it's like, oh, he got, yeah, I ain't going to mess with him. <laughs> but that's just what it is, you know. We got to, I have to get past that as far as allowing that to affect me. I have to let it go, you know, and just know, hey, I'm going to be misconstrued. And that's just what often misconstrued, I promise you. So no matter what you do, how you do it, people are going to perceive you how they want. So why is it important? Why do we waste a lot of energy upholding personas to be perceived a certain way? Imprisoned, bondage to people. That's all that is, is bondage, is prison. We spend so much energy trying to uphold a persona. It's straight, it's murder. It's murder. You're murdering yourself. You're killing yourself at the end of the day. You know, um, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. And I have spent a lot of energy in my life trying to uphold a persona because of the background that I came or how I was raised, you know? And a lot of times it's not even with upholding the persona with people out here that I don't know, but it's upholding the persona to people that I do know. And it's not their fault. It's my fault that, uh, they, that, that, that I've allowed that to move me in such a, in, in a certain way. Cause at some point in time in my life, you know, I gotta, I had to man up. I gotta man up and say, you know what? I'm not gonna let you, I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be who God designed me to be. And that's period. You know, straight up, you know, and um, and I think that uh, many people deal with this booger. I know I do. I deal with this booger on a daily basis. And um, but you know what? It's a daily fight. It's a daily struggle. Today I'm winning. You know, I can say yesterday I got the W. You know, I've been winning. You know, I, all I can do is just take it day by day. So today, today I'm winning, you know, Um and that's what it is, man. Um, that's 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 what I wanted to come to you guys with today, and, you know, about being misconstrued. And for me, you know, just growing up, man, the way that I grew up, you know, it was all about an image. It was all about upholding a persona. And uh, God, I mean, that's so wrong. It's so wrong because you waste a lot of time doing that. And even people, you know, man, who um, who's who speak positive, who have positive messages and stuff like that. Like you can go to Instagram and it's like at one point in time. It was just a ton of people doing mo motivational speaking. It was a ton of people doing marketing, network marketing, everything. It was just a ton of people doing that, you know, and only a handful of them are really, really successful at it. Everybody else is just trying to follow suit and catch up, you know. But what I'm saying is it was a trend to think that if you got accolades, if you got likes, if you got hearts <laughs> and all that type of stuff, that that was going to push you up the ladder. So people were trying to do as much as they could to get as many likes because we all know that in today's age, influence is currency. You know, people go, people will pay you if you got a lot of influence. So that's just as good as money. We know that in today's age, because you got the digital era to where if you got a lot of influence, people will say, hey, I want to get inside of your influence sphere, inside of your sphere of influence to promote my product, to put my to put my company in front of your sphere of influence. And I want to use you to do it since they will listen to you. You know, so we know that. So people are going hard trying to build their influence up on these social media sites. And I was in it. 
I thought that that was the way to the next level of finances and everything. And uh, I was fooling myself. I was really falling into the trap. I was really falling into the trap. And, uh, you know, now I know better. <laughs> now I know better. And it's like I got, it was like I was sick for, and when I look back on it, it was like, that's a sickness. Because all that ends up is you becoming a people pleaser. Now you can't make nobody upset because you are fearing that they're going to unfriend you. <laughs> Man, you know, the enemy is slick. And he know how to get us caught up in all that stuff. We ain't going to do it just straight up. But so he knows how to disguise. He knows how to disguise the trap as a blessing. I got I got 2000 followers. Now it's a blessing. Really, it's a trap because now you got to impress these 2000 followers so they can spread it and get you more followers. And when you see people on TV talk about, oh, I got a million followers and all that old type of stuff, and they, they make you money and all that, you think that you you think that that's what it's supposed to be about. You just don't know what they're going through on a daily basis. You just don't know what they have given up, what they have sacrificed in order to get that platform that they own. And a lot of them have sacrificed their life because you have no more life. Everybody's involved in it. You got, you got, you got people who you would never deal with on a daily basis, knowing everything about your life because you're posting it, you know? And uh, to me, uh, I think that uh, that is a trap. So yes, you know, when I pulled out of Facebook, man, I know I was misconstrued. You know, I, I know people thought, oh, he failed. So that's the reason why he ain't on Facebook no more, because, you know, he just he, he couldn't finish. He couldn't complete his project. But what people don't understand is that, no, I pulled out. I pulled from Facebook because I needed to silence that noise. I needed to get up out. I, that was basically me pulling my leg out the bear trap, to be honest, taking unplugging from the matrix. You know, um, a lot of people talk about. um you know, people not come, you know, a lot of people talk about not completing stuff. But if you really look at it, everybody has dropped the project. Everybody has 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 bailed out on the project. Everybody has, especially successful people. Then you can't tell me that every project you I don't care who you are. You can't tell me every project you started, you finished it all the way through. It ain't it don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that, you know, and um a lot of people make a mistake because they can't see you. They figure that you're doing bad because you have removed yourself from their from their vision, from their eyesight. And um, man, you know that's a if, if, if I that's a false perception if I've ever seen one. If you don't know what an individual is going through, you don't know what an individual is doing. You know, if they were just so willing to bless you and let you in their life, you know, ain't no telling what you might see. So that's what it is, man. We 50 minutes in. We're talking about often being misconstrued, and I can only speak on behalf of myself and the experiences that I've been through. And, uh, you know, we here, man. You know, this is 2018. We off in the, the second half. This is, um, what, uh, we in month number seven. So we are in the second half of 2018. How's it looking? Have you analyzed your life? Have you did a uh, an analysis on the on the uh, first two quarters? Because we're in this third quarter, man, and um, 
it's just time to execute. That's all it is. It's just time to execute with what you got in you. I'm, you know, things take time. It's a process. And uh, you just got to just do something consistently every day. You know, I now understand that we have to put ourselves in positions to take it to the next level. We have to put ourselves in a position to where we can fund that dream, to where we can say, okay, now I can go to the next level and add this song and do this and do that. Now I'm able to to do this thing that I've been wanting to do all my life. You know, that's what Nipsey Hussle and uh, Curry was talking about. I love that, man. That was good. You know, I think Curry is a beautiful individual, man, because he showed you that, hey, listen, I can sit with a, a non-believer or sit with somebody who people deem to be a devil, you know what I'm saying, or demonic, because you know that you you already know that, you know what I'm saying, uh, the, the uh, quote-unquote church-going folks is going to talk bad about it, like they talk bad about Lecrae for doing music with secular artists. But I'm, them titles is BS, man. Bump that crap, man. You know what I mean? Bump that, man, because I don't I just don't understand how you can say, OK, he does this type of music. So don't talk to him. I don't do no music with him. Don't don't mix. Don't mix. Don't mix your gift with that. You know what I mean? And like like what they got is not a gift, you know, um, because you don't under, you don't know, because when you listen to that music, what do you hear the most? You hear that light. You hear the light coming out of Lecrae's mouth. So it overshadows. And outshines the dark. Light is going to outshine dark. The dark cannot exist where there's light. So if he touch a track, that track is no longer what you want to make it out to be. That track has become God, man, because he's a believer. He walks in faith. He is an ambassador, you know. And so anything that he touches, he's representing the kingdom of heaven. So he stay. It's just like when, when, uh, when, when the United States goes to another country and they set up an embassy. That land right there becomes the United States automatically. It's just like us. We're from the kingdom of heaven. And whenever we touch anything that has anything to do with darkness, we have just staked claim in that territory and it now becomes the kingdom of heaven. And we drive out all darkness. Y'all better go read your Bible, man, instead of dogging people and putting people down. But this is not a religious podcast. You know, this is a, this is a spiritual and, um, you know, just a real life podcast, man. Those are boogers that we all dealing with. You know them green boogers, man. The ones the the ones that got a little slime to them that stick to your fingers. That's what that stuff is, man. We gotta get some tissue and wipe it. <laughs> and wipe that junk off, man. I seen you. I seen you, man. I man, I see y'all. And every time I pull up to the light, man, there's somebody picking that. Man, get a piece of tissue and wipe that booger off. You know, quit falling. Quit, quit, quit doing that. Wiping it on your seat and on your shirt and up under your inside your shirt on the steering wheel and flicking it, trying to flick it out the window and it get man, stop it. <laughs> you know I know that because I've done all that. I, I, man, I put boogers all on inside of my shirt. <laughs> I done dug in my nose with <laughs> Hey man, I'm not scared. I'm not scared to be transparent. If you don't like me, man, so what? Say something. You don't like what I'm saying, say something. You know, it's your boy, Jamon the Writer, Jamon Morgan, a.k.a. Jamon the Writer from Kansas City, Missouri, 816, all the way up here to 907 Anchorage, Alaska, JamonTheWriter.com. At that booger. This is that booger that won't go away podcast, man. Hit me up, 907-317-0283. Hit me on the email, pickingboogers at gmail.com. Drop me a message, man. 
we're gonna have some co-hosts on here in a minute. I'm just trying to, you know, get everything situated. I'm trying to get this logo straight and all that. So things take time though. Great things take time. And I'm all right with the process now. Notice I said now, because I didn't used to be all right with the process. I used to try to rush it, be anxious and try to do a million things at one time, man. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you right now, man. My kids love me and I love my kids. And that right there lets me know that I'm blessed and be I'm blessed beyond measure. I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. You know, the things of this world, if I need them, gotta put them in my path. If I don't need them, I don't need them. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, you know, um, my mission is not to stack a bunch of money. You clowns is out here doing, running, trying to stack a bunch of money. Stuff that don't even mean nothing, the least of things. My mission is to try to show people that they have greatness inside of them. I'm going to get better at doing that. I'm not saying that I'm there now, but I'm going to get better at doing that. I'm going to get better at putting a smile on people's face. I'm going to get better at making people laugh. man. I'm going to get better at, 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 at just expressing the love of God. And I'm going to tell you, I don't like everybody. <laughs> I don't like being around people. So if you see me around people, if you see me hugging on people and loving on people, know that it's not me. It's the God in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Know that. If you see me, if you if, if you see me spreading love, if you see me, know that it's, it's, it's something greater happening right there. That's it, man. So, man, picking boogers at gmail.com, that booger that won't go away. Man, we're gonna have some fun with this. I'm man, I'm gonna do a picking boogers tour. Hit Biz Marquee up. Shelly D, what up, man? You know, this is AO. <laughs> Agent Orange, man. What y'all know about that, man? Go back. You know what I mean? So, uh, and if you don't know, Shelly D is uh Biz Marquis little brother. He's a good friend of mine. And um, you know, Biz Marquis is one of you know one of my favorite artists, man, because he's a great storyteller. But the you know he was just gangster though, you know what I'm saying? He's, go watch that video, of the Vipers, man. How he came on there with them donkey truck rope. They said Biz Marquis, man, you know, Cash tried to rob him, man, but they they didn't even they couldn't. They, yeah, he was he was able to get you know they were they didn't mess with him. You know what I mean? Biz Marquis, it's cool, man. I like Biz, man. You know. Biz remind me of somebody that I, that was very close to me, man. That uh, that uh, passed away, man, when I was in high school. You know what I mean? So uh, if you know Biz, man, tell him, man, to come check out Picking Boogers. It's gonna get around. Watch what I tell you. You know, so uh, and that's what it is, man. Go buy, go buy his albums or something. You know what I mean? Put some money in that man's pocket. Book him for a DJ because he's a hell of a DJ. Book him. I might get him up here to Alaska, man, over here at uh, at Moose's Tooth, man, and have him have him DJ his show. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, definitely be on the lookout for that Millennial Truth Music Tour. You know, we working on that on the background. So, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, I got to say, man, that uh, if you um, are thinking too hard to get money, you got a problem. <laughs> Don't give it that much energy, man. Don't give it that much brain power. Leave it alone. And we out.